0: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an ac pro recharge kit today be a pro with ac pro this ace cast download is brought to you by link soul go to linksoul.com and by nest bedding love where you sleep go to nestbedding.com
1: The Eno-Sara Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. Eno, how are you doing this week? Doing great. It's. Uh, I- I'm wondering how this trade deadline is going to go. I mean... Uh, there's, there's so few sellers and it's, it's an exciting time in baseball, but there's so yeah. few sellers and, you know, everybody thinks they're a buyer. The angels out here with a 15% chance of making the playoffs or are, are buying the best starter on the market. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I'm always a little pessimistic with the expanded playoffs that the, that the trade line is going to be going to be any good. And yet a lot of times we look up and it was pretty exciting in the end. Well, of course the biggest news is
0: always going to be Otani. Please give me your, your top three where you think he could go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought Otani was getting Anaheim, traded. That was Anaheim, Anaheim. <laughs> well, I thought Disneyland he's he's going to Magic Mountain. I thought he was gonna get traded. What's going on?
1: Yeah, you know uh, to be fair uh, to the Angels, like I, I did this, they're like, oh, only a 50% chance of making the playoffs. Well, guess what? They haven't had a lot of times where this year, this late in the season, they had a, a 15% chance of making the playoffs. They'll take a one in two, a one and five chance of making the playoffs. And then you have Otani go out there and win two games by himself, you know, throwing a shutout and, and hitting two homers in the nightcap. I mean, uh, he's doing ridiculous things out there. I, they have a bad schedule. Uh, If you look at the, the angels, they have a bad schedule. They get the Braves, uh, you know, you know, an interleague play. uh, They get them. They they get the Mets and the Phillies. Like they, they, it's not the easiest schedule uh, for them, uh, even outside of the division. So, um, you know, I, I, I I think it's going to be tough for them, but I say, you know, go for it. Who who knows if this guy in double a, this young catcher, he's nice, but like, People say he can't even catch. What if he ends up being a guy that can't catch enough to catch and can't hit enough to be a first baseman? Then then you made the right deal.
0: You know, I've never been a front office guy. I, But I would say I've been around long enough to know there could be a problem if a guy is a catcher and he can't catch. <laughs> I mean, that might
1: be a problem. Well, the idea is he could grow into it. He's younger, you know, they've been aggressive (laughs) with him.
0: I always love that. That that, that is something, by the way, and we'll get into Giolito getting traded to the Angels, and, you know, I mean, my God, Verlander's out there now. Rumors about, of course, his wife is the superstar living in Los Angeles. You know, obviously everything's going to point to
1: L.A., but the Rangers really want a top-line pitcher.
0: Maybe the Angels could pull off Verlander if he wants to, you know. Then
1: (laughs) I don't think they have enough left. (laughs) The talk
0: is, you know, Houston could want him again, Texas, so all of that. But have you? I I was thinking about it the other day, just watching MLB Network, and they were kicking around all these guys' names, and they got to the Cubs, and they're like, "Who?" By the way, the Cubs may want to hold on to some guys and go for it. Who knows? But Stroman and Bellinger, and it got me thinking because they threw out all these different names about. You know, you got to move him and move him. I start thinking, how many prospects really are there out there? We keep selling these known commodities, all need to be moved for unknown. Like the unknown has become so great in baseball. These unknown prospects. Are there really that many unknown great guys out there? How many unknown, nameless, faceless prospects to the baseball world, not to the scouting world and the front office world, but – are there really that many good prospects? Are we really, the future of baseball is just so bright that we have this abundance of just,
1: Oh, oh my God, hard. these guys in the minor leagues are amazing. It's the siren song of the six years of team control and the three of them and a minimum salary. It's all about sort of salary suppression in a way. It's this idea that like we might have a, a great young player that we pay $600,000 a year for three years. You know, yes, that's, God. that's the, that's what they're going for. But uh, it's interesting that the, the prices have, in terms of what people are willing to spend for, for players uh, in terms of prospects, they've dropped so far that I think it might make sense uh, to be a buyer. Because you just got Lucas Gilito, who is the, the best rental arm on the market, and Ronaldo Lopez, who is a very good setup man. You just got both those guys and you didn't give up. I mean, some lists have Edgar Carrera, Carrero, the, the catcher in the top 100, but at 80 and some some lists don't they, have they
0: it. were what, two and three in the angel
1: system. Yeah, but the angel system is horrible. So you, yeah. you got to look, think about it in, in general terms. And, and so they barely got a top 100 prospect back. Let's let's give them one top 100 prospect in that deal. Top 100 prospects have a sort of a 50-50 chance of being major leaguers. It gets worse after that. And so you're going to see all these guys. Enrique Hernandez got traded and and Ahmed Rosario got traded. The Dodgers, they, don't, they didn't get traded for top 100 prospects. They got traded for people who have a 20% chance of being big leaguers, you know? And so there, there are teams where it makes sense to just add. And it also says, why should I sell if I'm the Cubs? if you're, you're going to give me back that a guy who has like a 40%, like what's Bellinger going to get you? A rental Bellinger. Maybe, maybe he gets you a top 100 prospect. you get I get a 50-50 chance. I have a 50-50 chance almost of, of making the playoffs if I think about it in terms of my division. Like I just have to get past the Reds who are falling and, and and the Brewers who have no offense. And I'm at 500. So like I have to weigh that chance of making the playoffs with this this player that you're giving me that may not work out either.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Carlos Santana was just traded to the Brewers, right? I mean.
1: That changes everything. Right, yeah, the whole way. Uh, but that's the I kind of the... trade I would make if I was running a front office. I would make the Carlos Santana trades. I would make the smaller trades. If you think about it, remember the Braves when they went to the World Series? They got Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario, and yeah. Adam Duvall. Uh, they remade their entire outfield because they had lost uh, they'd lost uh, Acuna yeah. and they, they didn't pay a single prospect that's in the big leagues or now for those three guys. Like they, I don't think they'll ever lose, they'll ever lose any sleep over the guys they paid for those. So I would, I would love to you know, make my team better by like grabbing, you know, a guy who fits a need here. Like the Dodgers are doing with Rosario and Enrique. And there's two guys who can hit lefties who can play the infield and play the outfield. Like that's the kind of thing I would do. I would, I would try to buy, Uh, you know, smart and and cheap. Before we get to, we'll get to
0: the A's and what what you think the end of the deadline is going to look like, because some teams may get a little desperate here, and there's a reason for that. But when you look at what the Angels just did, is there a chance? Because everybody thinks that for sure otani has gone. Is there still a chance they do make a run and Otani, who actually does like playing there, and you still do have Mike Trout there, and they're looking to go add, and they're looking to win. Is there a chance he's still in the end? We make all this fuss about it, and in the end, he just stays in in Anaheim
1: there's a possibility they've done a lot of things to make him comfortable in fact their assistant pitching coach is one that he worked with in the (laughs) offseason the guy they just hired to be the assistant pitching coach was a guy he'd been working with in the offseason so they've done this uh where they're listening to their star and they've tried to make him comfortable and this is partially part of the process of wooing him you know from the anaheim angels standpoint it's like hey we made our team better, dude. We care about you. We don't want you to play meaningless games. We want you to we want you to play meaningful games, and we want to make the playoffs. And we just went and got Lucas Giolito. We just got the best rental starter that was available because we think you need help there. So you know, Mike Trout's going to come back in like a week. You know, handmade bones are yeah. just about pain and 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 uh, and how much pain you can handle. He can handle some pain, so I think Mike Trout's going to be back in a week. I think they will make it close. I just think it's tough. They're up against a Rangers team that banked so many wins already, and they're up against an Astros team that just seems to just be a juggernaut. So, you know, and I don't think they'll necessarily get any help in the wild-card race because the AL East is, is is a tough division that's probably going to produce two wild-cards.
0: All right, so take my, my, my Verlander rumor about the Dodgers uh, off the record. Uh, your partner in co- crime, because I believe everything I read on The Athletic and <laughs> everything I get from people on Twitter from The Athletic, the commander has just sent me this. Dodgers are close to getting Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, who's got a great arm, but he just seems like such a weird dude. But anyway, Lance Lynn, <laughs> Joe Kelly. You wore a mariachi kid.
1: outfit to the to the uh, to 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 meet the president.
0: <laughs> well, you and I both know. Last time they were here, he was fighting in the clubhouse. No, a lot of people don't know about that, but. After in the Oakland series against the White Sox, he was fighting with his own teammates in the clubhouse. I mean, eh. oh,
1: and oh, like he made the whiner face at Carlos Correa and stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's a weird dude, but he's got a great arm, right?
0: What do you think about that? Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, according to Kevin? Yeah, I Rose, thought that was athletic. gonna,
1: I thought that was going to, uh, to go to the, the Rays. The Rays were, uh, rumored there. Yeah, Lance Lynn is another type of guy that I would love to get because I don't think he'll cost that much. He's a rental, not a lot of team control that I have to pay for. And uh, he is actually in the top 30 in the big leagues in strikeout minus walk rate among, among starters. So, yeah, I don't want to say that he's been completely unlucky and he doesn't deserve his six ERA. But I do want to say in terms of striking guys out and limiting walks, he's still good. You know, and if you can just figure out why there's this other stuff going on, then, you know, and I think I trust the Dodgers pitching coaches pretty well. They're, they're pretty good at getting the most out of their guys. So, I, you know, this is a, this is one where, again, I think they've done a smart thing, you know, surprise, surprise.
0: Yeah. So, so that's where let's go to the A's. And I think about that where, like, if I'm acquiring Lance Lynn from the Dodgers, I, I'm not acquiring Lance Lynn's numbers from the White Sox. I think I'm bringing him in here and he's going to do a lot for us. So I think about that because a lot of the A's players, their numbers are down. But when you start to think about the trading deadline, you know, guys didn't have to make deals. And I say guys, I mean, front office people, because obviously Kim Ng has just pulled off a nice deal for uh, for the Marlins.
1: David Robertson. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if if. If you can't make a move now in the waiver wire process like we used to have, you have to, if you, you got to make something by this deadline or that's it. So that's where I wonder teams that aren't, as you, you you know, there's a lot of buyers, not a lot of sellers. Could it be possible that David Force's phone is ringing at the very last minute and like, well, I'd rather make a deal, you know, in the end, Ramon Laureano, he's got playoff experience. I know the numbers. I know after the PED suspension, but you know what? I need to make some type. Tony Kemp, I need to make some type of move. Is that when the A's really get on the board here?
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's a couple interesting names. Uh, Trevor May, uh, you know, has he? Not everyone knows he's throwing a sweeper now too. So he's 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 throwing two different sliders. Um, you know, he's got a really good changeup because he's throwing Spencer Striders uh slider and then also a sweeper. So he's got two different sliders and this uh, splitter. I think he can help a, a bullpen and he's a free agent. So that's an obvious one. Tony Kemp is a free agent and I, and somebody might think that he doesn't necessarily have a ton of value. Um, but I, I would say that the trades of Ahmed Rosario and Enrique Hernandez say that Tony Kemp does have value because one of the rarer things in baseball is a guy who can play the infield and the outfield. There's just something about it that they're so different. The skills are so different that you don't normally have. You have your infielders, even the way the roster, if you look at active rosters on MLB.com, there's the infield group and the outfield group. Like, yeah. we, we separate them. I remember Daniel Murphy, yeah. they were just trying to get him on the field in, in New York. They put him in the outfield, and they had to do a chalk outline uh, of, of how bad he was out there <laughs> and he what never played dead body. Was. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, there are players that just can't do that. And so if you're a team that, you know, could use a lefty that does that grinds out at bats, he doesn't hit the ball hard, but he gets on base. He's fast you know, he could be, you know, kind of a last player on a contender where, you know, he's a, he's our pinch runner. He's, he can play the infield. He can play the outfield. He's left-handed. Like he could be that kind of bat. I could see somebody uh, acquiring him, but then I think the most fascinating uh, a is, is Ramon Laureano because, um, you know, in terms of hitting the ball hard, you mentioned the suspension. He has still hit the ball hard after the suspension. It, you know, um, uh, they, we talk about maximum exit velocity. He has one around 111. That puts him in the sort of top uh, quartile of the league. You know, that's, that's a good exit velocity. He barrels at about 10% of that. That's above average. That's good. It hasn't turned into a lot of power, partially because of the stadium, partially because of whatever. But, uh, you know, he there are things you like about him. Also, you know, it's really, really hard to get a center fielder um, in, 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 in trades right now. Bellinger is the only guy, basically, that can play center field that's available. I know L'Oreano is not the best center fielder. But he can still play center field for you. And then lastly, he has team control. So you're not just buying from this year. You would have him until uh, 2020. Uh, you'd have him, at, you know, next year and 2025. So he could be somebody that you slot in and say, this guy can help us for a couple years. And his value is so low that if the if the aides try to come at you and say, Well, you know, he's got years of control, you know, you, you got to pay for those, you got to give us a better prospect. I would say he's not even playing every day for your team. You brought him off the IL and he didn't even start that game when he came off the I. L. He is losing time in the play in your outfield to Blade and Rooker and these guys so you can't tell me that you really value those years of team control you know you, you can't you know what you want a backup outfielder for the next 2 years 3 years like you know give me him he fits on my roster better i need a right-hander i need a guy who can play center field the phillies need a right-hander the yankees need a right-hander uh, a right-handed outfield bat they could use somebody that could also play center field Harrison Bader's always hurt you know, so, uh, you know, Phillies have the worst outfield defense in baseball. You know, you, you put Kyle Schwarber at DH, you put Loriano in left field uh, and uh, you put Bryce Harper at first base. And all of a sudden you make that entire outfield better defensively, you know. So I, I think Laureano is really fascinating, especially since, you know, Tyler O'Neill, the Cardinals are, are making noise like they're taking him off the off the Ross off the trade deadline and they're not going to trade him. He's like Tyler O'Neill, hits the ball hard, misses a lot, plays, he's right handed, plays good defense. Like, you know, if you wanted Tyler O'Neill, you should look at Ramon Loyano.
0: I would just love to be on that conversation with you and David Forrest. When you go, he doesn't even play for you. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't even play for you every Don't tell day. Tell you hey, need a better prospect.
1: Smoking. You put him in the lineup then, if you like him so yeah. much. <laughs> you like him so much. I would love to hear that.
0: I'd be sitting there with the popcorn, that Michael Jackson meme. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, going today is J.P. Sears. Want to go back to an article that you did about guys? You know, you've talked a lot about pitch shaping, right? And we got new pitches. You know, all of a sudden the sweepers become, and JP Sears is a sweeper guy. And it's just fascinating to watch professional athletes always trying to get better and improve themselves.
1: Yeah. And, you know, in particular, I talked to JP Sears, Hunter Brown, JP France, uh, and Clark Schmidt about, you know, what they've done. And that's, that was, that was three you know different organizations so you get a little bit of a sense of you know uh, what different yeah. organizations how they talk to their players and, and what their pitchers uh talk about Um, And, you know, all three of them talked about movement profiles, talked about, oh, you know, my, you know, induced vertical break, my, my horizontal break, you know, that's the language of new pitching development. And that's, that's straight out of Stuff Plus. And that's like, oh, they told me that Stuff Plus would be better on my slider if I threw it harder, if I threw it this way threw that way. So that's the normal part. But I was fascinated about sort of the second level, which is how does this all fit together? And so You know, Hunter Brown added a sweeper. He throws a 92-mile-an-hour Verlander-esque slider, but he thought, thought, I need another weapon against righties, so he started throwing a sweeper. Um, You know, J.P. uh, uh, France uh, started throwing his secondaries harder, but in the minors, he could get everybody to fish on a curveball outside of the zone. He can't get Major League hitters to fish on the curveball out of the zone as much, and so he's been throwing the changeup a lot more in the zone, and his strikeout rates in the minors 30% 30% in the majors, 17%. It's night and day, but he said it's about getting outs. And, you know, if they're not going to fish on my curveball like they did in the minors, yeah. And Clark Schmidt said, he said it outright. The, he was the most upfront about this. He said, it's not my job to maximize stuff plus. It's not my job to only throw my best pitches by stuff plus. It's not my job to be a reliever out there. For five innings. It's actually my job to be a starter, turn the lineup over three times, show some pitchability, and tell a story that where I put all of my pitches together in a way that gets me through a, a whole start. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm confused.
0: You're telling me that a job <laughs> of a pitcher is not about what his data says, it's actually about getting the other team's hitters out. <laughs> i'm yep. confused you know yep. now you're gonna go tell me that the data doesn't matter and that it only matters if you score more runs than the other team and that's what <laughs> i'm gonna say you're out of your mind you don't know baseball
1: uh yeah no i mean uh, the data is still super important for them uh in terms of uh, what they're doing but um you know, uh, I think what you're also seeing, like, from Sears, for example, is, um, you know, the data did tell him that, like, he has good, like, ride for a guy who throws lower, right? And so he, you know, the, the, the he does trust his fastball. But as he's trying to, you know, get through lineups more, uh, he's had to develop his secondaries more. And I think, uh, I'm looking at the numbers right now, I think he's throwing two sliders right now. And, uh, that's really, that's, that's, that makes a lot of sense to me because if you throw a sweeper, he has a fastball, a sweeper and a change that makes him fastball sweeper against righties and fastball change against lefties. It's always better to have another, another pitch in there.
0: No doubt. You you always want to be able to go, whether it's righty lefty, you always want to be able to go in on a hitter and you want to be able to go away from a hitter because now we just can't look one zone. Uh, I'm going to use a golf analogy here, and and it's and it's because we just recently had the the British Open. It's the Open Championship over in England, uh, the oldest major in all of golf. And they kept referring back to Tiger Woods, and I know he's greatness, and you never want to use like total greatness, but I'm going to use Tiger Woods because when Tiger Woods won at the same golf course, now it was burnt out because they were having a drought. It was 2006. Tiger Woods at that time, as great as he is, had no clue where his driver was going. None. Yeah. None. Like He, he could had hit none- it real Ooh. far. He could. It, yeah, but he was foul pole to foul pole like he did. <laughs> in 72 holes, 72 holes. Now, obviously, the par threes doesn't count. But in the 72 holes of this event, he hit driver one time.
1: He, he hit took, iron. He just took it out of his bag.
0: Iron over and over and over again. And just let it roll on the dead fairways, basically. You know why? Because he just did what he did to compete and win. He didn't have his best best stuff. Tiger went out for four days without his best stuff, without confidence in his driver. And while everybody else is playing their full bag of clubs, he wasn't playing his full bag, but he still won. His stuff plus that day stunk for four days
2: but yeah, what he Clark
0: did, Smith. but what he did was he's a competitor and he's a great champion. And he goes to hell with it. I'm going to do whatever. And that's the problem. We're teaching our athletes in baseball that their stuff plus their best better show up every day. And the reality is it does. Pete Rose always has talked about if you're in a slump up in the box, back in the box, choke up, like same up. swing, same swing, got you the big. So it's like, it's amazing how, We're so into data, which is great. I love the data. But at some point, you got to go out there
1: and win and compete. Yeah. And I think the lesson from this, I mean, Clark Schmidt said, like, I I was like, are you throwing your sinker and your sweeper more against lefties? You know, because those are pitches that have big platoon splits. Like, why would you why would you throw those pitches more? And that's how we got into this conversation, because he was like, yeah, if I don't throw them, then I'm super predictable then they know I'm just cutter, you know, cutter change or whatever I am, you know, against lefties. They 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 know that that's all they have to look for. So I have to throw these other things, even though they're not optimal, in order just to change it up, you know, to change it so I'm not predictable. And so I, I wonder if the thing that we have to think about or or teams have to think about is just – you know how do we how do we mix these two ideas? One is I want to develop you by showing you how your pitches could best look like Verlander's and this guy's and Glassnow's and this guy's. You know I want to show I want you to develop your pitches so that they work. You know I want you you're forcing him to have a ride or this. I want I I want to coach you in that way because in the minors it doesn't matter about winning and i just want you to have better pitches so that, but at some point you flip that switch you're in the major leagues and now it matters about winning and you can't just be sitting there and be like well i had at least a, i had a 22 ivb on my fastball today eh, <laughs> you got whooped you know so you know you have to somehow in the minors also prepare them for that like you know maybe it's good catchers Maybe it's coaching the catchers to like, you know, go to the mound and be like, hey, I know that the pitching coach wants you to, you know, work on your fastball today, but we also need to get some out. So, you know, let's throw some cutters here or, you know, whatever it is, you know? So uh, I wonder, you know, maybe AAA becomes a place where you care about winning again and 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 you send them to AAA and you tell them here in AAA, it's not about what you're doing with your slider or your fastball or whatever. It's about winning. And we need to practice winning, you know, so that when you get to the major leagues, you know, ah crap, my sweepers not sweeping today. Everyone goes to Denver, everyone has to play in cores. And in cores, Hunter Brown was like, Oh, yeah, I lost seven inches off my fastball ride, you know, and 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 I lost five inches off my curveball. And and Martin Maldonado came out and said, Dude, this ain't working. You know, we got to do something that's, else.
0: That's a lot. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, you start thinking about what you normally have and not n- now essentially instead of having that, it's just spinning.
1: Yeah. Hit yeah. me,
0: hit me, hit me. Right. And in fact,
1: the best pitches to throw in Denver are, are uh, pitches that don't move as much. So tight sliders, hard sliders. So yeah, Hunter Brown was like, well, I throw a 92 mile an hour bullet slider. So I guess we're just going to throw a lot of those today.
0: And like Darryl Kyle had that great overhand 12, six
1: curve ball. And then all of a sudden he got to Denver and it was just, whoo. Yeah, exactly. So, woo. so yeah, like, you know, and, and, and in the minors, you do have these parks and, you know, you could just shrug, you know, in double A and say, whatever it's Colorado Springs, you know, whatever. Or you could say, Hey, let's, let's see what it'd be like to try and win here today and see what, and, and make it work with whatever you've got and not just be, you know, I have to throw 10 curveballs today. Well, not if it's just spinning up in the air. Well, I'm
0: excited. Starting next week, we're gonna hear commercials from you.
1: Yeah. I've got a voice a commercial for Fieldwork. We're gonna we're gonna see. I'm sure I'm sure I'll mess it up somehow.
0: We'll write the scripts. You just gotta use that lovely voice.
1: All right. <laughs> I still I still every time I have to do it for my pod, I just I just I freeze yeah. up.
0: <laughs> Get ready, Eno Saris coming to you inside Oakland A's games. It's gonna be fabulous. You have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.